Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Able, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, clarify your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word holistic. Very simply, the idea that the whole is more than merely the sum of its parts. My guest for this episode, Hilary Russo, embodies the concept of holistic and lives it every day on and off camera. She's a TV journalist, on-camera host, podcast host, health and wellness expert, and a certified integrative nutrition holistic health coach whose platform is called Holistically Speaking. Welcome, Hillary. Hi, Barbara. Oh my goodness, I've been looking forward to this for so long. It's so good to see you. It is great to see you and to hear you. I gotta tell you, I've been wanting to discuss this concept of holistic with you for a very long time because a core principle in my work as a media coach is teaching clients to combine their being with their doing because typically most people focus only on the doing, which ultimately is not sustainable. We get into like, well, burnout issues, obviously, and the limitations there. And by being, I mean everything from mindset to sleep to nutrition to energy, and you live this both as a coach and as an on-camera media personality and a TV journalist. So I, I really would love for you just to dive in and tell me, beginning with what does holistic mean to you? Oh, goodness. Well, you said it very well. I mean, you gave the definition of what holistic is. It's, it's, it's basically the whole. Uh, but for me, you know, holistic does mean so much more. It, it is holistically speaking part of who I am. And it, it just means that we have to be very clear about our entire being, what, who we are, are the vehicle that we are, the temple that we are, what we're putting out there in the world. It's not just what we're eating because, you know, and even in the integrative nutrition world, we always say that there's the primary and secondary foods. The secondary are actually nutrition. The primary is everything around it. It's the wheelhouse. It's basically, it's your home life. It's the home cooking. It's your, your uh, religious and spirituality. It is your family, your connections. It's an entire wheel. And if we have a piece of that wheel missing, then we are not whole, you know? So for me, I started to really tap into that a number of years ago when you feel the feelings of being overwhelmed or burnout or I'm not, I don't, something's, something's off. Because as I always say, our gut is like a Doppler radar, you know, and we have two brains. We have the, the gut brain and then we have this brain and it's like a Doppler radar. And if you go outside without an umbrella and the Doppler says it's going to rain, you're probably going to get wet. So listen to yourself and know where you're a little off and find that wholeness. And, you know, when you do, and we're a little off kilter every once in a while, but when you do, it, it really brings that balance. I think it really comes back to balance. Mm, I was just writing that this month in my newsletter mm. and in my blog was one of the key points I've learned in the years I've had my business is to listen to my body, mm. right? Because it talks to us, our anxiety is talking to us and it's not always a bad message because that's a really important thing that we, there's a tendency that we power through. We got to where we're going because little things like our guts or whatever. What's a little anxiety today? I'm going to just keep marching through, right? And um, you learn the hard way that when you're not listening, then the message is just going to get louder from your body. And like so many people, I've spent years not listening to the point where I was like, um, okay, now I'm listening because that stopped me in my tracks for a long time. So can you recall or remember like in your own story, like what was the thing that made you go, 
whoa. And now I want to learn about this. Yeah. There's been a series of woes. <laughs> There's been a number of shifts in my life, and I, I, I am, I hold so much space for each and every one of them. Uh, I would have to say that you know, I, I, I come from a family where my dad was not well when I was younger. Uh, he was a severe diabetic, insulin dependent, and I spent a lot of years watching my dad going in and out of hospitals, doing my homework in the waiting room, and wondering, is this really how it is? And as I got older and I battled my own, you know, weight issues and you know, found that food was kind of a control and it was my escape and dealing with with every step of the way, I knew that wellness was important in my life because I saw how detrimental it was to my dad's life. And I think for me, as I got older and into my more towards what I want to do in my my life, which is was sharing the message, being a TV journalist, and not even just that, but just being someone that shares powerful messages, I, I had a couple shifts in my life where my health was not its best. You know, I had TMJ, I had surgery, I dealt with after effects of that. And for me, the turning point, I believe, really happened, like the true turning point going into the health and wellness world probably happened about six or seven years ago. Um, I was actually cast to be on the live streaming fitness show Daily Burn 365, which is still going and I'm still on it six years later. And I was going through just a powerful shift in how, you know, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? What's the kind of, what are the kind of stories I want to tell? Uh, being a, a host and getting, really being very fortunate in the work I was doing, both nationally and, and regionally, I wanted to tell the types of stories that made a difference. And Daily Burn really opened my eyes because it was a community atmosphere. It wasn't just going to the gym and working out and you're, oh, okay, see you later, bye. There's a community there and a chat group and there were health coaches that that advised us. And I was like, what's a health coach, right? And the funny thing is about a year and a half prior to that, I was hired as a host for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to do their online modules, to be one of their educators. And... I remember being in that space a number of times when I was shooting content for them and thinking, I'm going to come back here. I have no idea why. And I remember saying that to the producer. I'm like, I don't know why I'm coming back here, but I will. It smelled like Whole Foods. It was awesome. You know, <laughs> people were very like zen. And lo and behold, something fell in my lap. I got an email that said, become an integrative nutrition health coach. And I jumped on it because I saw that from sharing and helping people in the community at Daily Burn, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. And it's not exactly like there was one series of things that was going on in my life or happened, but rather, I mean, one thing, there was a series of things rather. And those things led me to that place where it was almost like a breaking point. I'm like, I got to, you know, get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? I've got to make a difference here. Poop or get off the pot because there, there needs to be a, a very clear uh, intention to how I want to live my life. And I want to help people and I want to serve people. And if I have a platform that I could do that, I'm going to do it powerfully. I'm going to do it with purpose and I'm going to do it in a positive way. And I wound up getting certified. And then I went on and, you know, continued with different modalities that I want to use within my practice, which havening is one of them, havening techniques. And uh, it, it really made me realize that we have the ability to change our thoughts, moods, and behaviors, change the landscape of our brain. 
and and really put the power of emotional active emotional well-being in our own hands because if it's not here it doesn't matter wherever else it is in our body right we have to be clear with our minds and we have to know that we can really take power and and control our thinking and that is a that's a powerful asset to have. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. What I want to ask you specifically, and yeah. then we'll dive into other things, though, is when did you start to notice how much it, it impacted mm. actually how you show up on camera? Because that's the message I really want to share. You live it. Yeah. For many people who are listening to who are using media in their businesses or their careers, what a difference this starts to make in terms of how you connect with the content yourself, the camera, mm. how you feel feel when you're sharing those stories and messages that you've never, ever considered before until the shift takes place. You're like, whoa, how did I do this before? I just got chills when you said that, because that the way you presented that made me think of a shift. And I think part of it was when I realized that I have the power to decide what kind of stories I want to tell. Uh, you know, I worked for QVC. I was one of their honor, or I am one of their honor guests for years. And I was like the solar light girl, you know, within the garden division. And I didn't even have a garden, you know, but like you have power and purpose. And you, you, in this line of work, when you do what you do, you don't necessarily get to pick your stories or pick the content, but you really embody it as much as possible and connect to it as much as possible. But when I realized, I'm like, you know what? This is the only life I know that I'm living. And if I can choose a brand that I really identify with, then I know that the, the content and, this, and the, the opportunities will come to me. And they, they did. Because when I decided that I was going to focus mainly on health and wellness and, and do that in my own personal life with my, per, my private clients, and that's the message I want to put out there when I'm doing the morning shows or when I'm on QVC, stuff starts to happen. And it's because you're living with purpose. You know, there's, there's a saying that says, let your one day, uh, what is it? Uh, when your passion becomes your purpose, it one day will become your profession or something along those lines. And in my mind, I thought, look, I've got this really powerful tool that I've got this amazing skill. I know I'm very confident with my on-air abilities. I've been doing it for 25 years. You know, I know what I'm doing. I feel that I connect with the camera. I'm a college professor doing it. I teach it as well. But what I want to share is I want to come from a place of honesty, integrity, love, authenticity, resilience, and yearning. And, and that actually spells out Hillary, by the way. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. So I truly believe like, what are my core values? And in my core values, the kind of stories I want to tell and the kind of projects I want to do, I am so closely associated with health and wellness and wanting to share the message of mental health and the power of your mind that things just start coming to you. Doors start to open when you're confident about the message that you're there to share. Let your mess be your message. Let your traumas be your triumphs, as I always say, on Holistically Speaking. Wow. And from that, that's where the universe hears the message mm -hmm. and it'll come back to you. Walk in with confidence. That's mm. what a casting director wants, right? A hundred percent. Don't walk in like, oh, I hope I get this. And you know what? If you don't get it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're not good. It just means they had another vision for that role or that part. Go in, give them your best. They want you to do well. So when I'm handed a casting call or, or brought in for a callback, I know I'm there because they there's something about me that 
they really jive with. And I'm going to do my best to just be as authentic as possible and come from a place of love and honesty and integrity and put that out there in the most positive way. And if I get it, awesome. If I don't, hey, thanks for the time. I'll see you next time. Did you get any different feedback once you started really delving into this with purpose and intention? Did you start, did people start noticing it? Yeah, the feedback I get right after an audition is is a little different. And I come from a place of confidence when I say this. I sometimes will hear things where I feel like people are like, whoa. You know, they have that whoa moment, you know? And it's it's powerful to have that connection because that's really what it is. It's not that I did well. It's I did well with the team on the other side of the camera or on the other side of the casting table. It's a team effort, right? Because once you get cast, it's part of you're part of this tribe of this project you're working on or or whatever. So I look at it the minute I walk in that room or the minute I turn the zoom on in this day and age or however however we're being auditioned. I see it as like, you know, we're all in this together. And this is what you're going to get if we work together. So I'm bringing it now as though I'm already part of the team. And I think when you have that connection, because it's all about connection and collaboration, you have such, there's such an energy that goes between you and the other side of the camera, or the other side of the room, that it really embodies the kind of message that you're all trying to tell. You know, you're in sync, you're, you're holistic. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, and since you are living it, what are your daily rituals? Huh. Well, uh, before I even put my feet on the floor in the morning, I have a habit of doing my gratitude moments, you know, and uh, there are a number of really beautiful spiritual leaders that I love to to listen to, to get me in that place. Um, I haven. I do my havening every day, many times a day. Can we pause day. right now and then yeah. define what havening is? Because that's going to come up later in this podcast. It is my jam. <laughs> um, so havening, I'm a certified havening techniques practitioner. And what that is, is it's a psychosensory approach. It's based on neuroscience and it uses touch and pleasant distraction. So that could be like humming a song, singing a tune, affirmations, taking yourself to a really creative, visual, positive space. And what you do with the touch and pleasant distraction is it alters the landscape of the brain. It changes the landscape of the brain. And then it releases those amazing, what I call happy chemicals, which are the oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. And it has a permanent and it's it's rapid. It's a rapid response. And um, I'm one of the first 150 in the US and 500 in the world that practice this. And I would have to say, going back to one of your original questions, what was the shift? One of the shifts in my life was when I was havened by Dr. Ron Rudin, who was one of the um, co-developers of the havening practice, uh, when I studied with him and under him. Uh, and he havened me on stage when I was at the you know introduction workshop. And it, my shoulders dropped. I was, I felt like I was walking taller. And and the the presenting issue that I brought to him and the group was the passing of my dad. You know, my dad died of a massive heart attack at 61 years old in Schubert Alley, by the way. And I was really having struggles with that for 17, 16, 17 years. And that day forward, everything shifted in how I look at things. And I know the power of havening uh, because I use it every day when little upsets arise, when I'm walking into a room before an audition or 
into or even on a, a Zoom before an audition, you get the energy that can give you nerves. I still get nerves 25 plus years later. But really, if you don't look at it as fear and you look at it as excitement and good energy and you sit there and you I sit there and I haven myself and I'm like, I'm confident. I know these people are bringing me in for a good reason. I'm here because they connect with me. I'm going to give it my all. I envision maybe having the role. And it can completely change the trajectory of how that entire experience goes. When I don't haven, it's a totally different day. So that's one of the first things in my morning ritual, along with gratitude. I juice, I do my celery juice. I love my juicing in the morning because it, you know, it's like that natural detox. And um, go about my day, whatever I have to do. But those things need to be done in the morning, including some journaling before I'm setting my intention for the day. It's so important to set your intention before you even put your feet on the floor so that you can go forward in the most positive way. Mm-hmm. I found it's actually started to help me that I do that even the night before, mm-hmm. like decide in advance what's the day I'm going to have. And if that sounds a little wacky to someone, it's just because it, strangely enough, it's within our power. And a perfect example that can happen to any of us is I will look at my calendar for the next day. And sometimes my first reaction is, ugh, because it's just full, right? There's like mm-hmm. no blank space. And that's when I catch myself and say, well, that's not the energy I want to bring. That's not what I'm intending for tomorrow. So that I set that intention. It's like, you know what? This is like, to your point, wow, I get to talk to amazing people. I have these incredible opportunities, yeah. whatever that is. And to switch. So that way I actually sleep on it. And then again in the morning, but it's really started to help me to think in advance. And that is like the most perfect example of how you can change your thought process. You stop in the moment, and you, you're witness to it. You have to, you're aware of something, which is the first step is awareness. And the minute you're aware of something, you're like, okay, what am I feeling? Feel your feelings. Why am I feeling this way? Okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. What do I need to do to change this? Because I know that that's not true. What am I telling myself? Is it true? Is it, is, does it make sense? You know, is this, is this part of your, what I, you know, I call BS, your belief system, right? Our inner bully that it goes back to our inner child a lot too. And that's kind of the work I do as a, um, you know, havening practitioner and working with havening and hypnotherapy is that we have this true power to change our thoughts in a second. And when we do that, unbelievable things will happen. And it's no different, Barb, than when you get a direction from a casting director that says, hey, can you try it this way? Well, that's changing your thought process in a, in a millisecond. Okay, you need me to do it that way? Fine. Boom. Let me let me get this in my, my brain for a second. And I got it. And then you just changed your thought process with assistance of your casting director or the team, right? And that is where I think we need to realize we have more power with our thought than we're really giving it credit. And working in neuroscience as I do, I'm really embodying the power of neuroscience and how we have the ability to um, put the power of emotional well-being in our own hands, it, it's amazing what we can do if we just truly stop and listen and believe in ourselves. Amen, sis. I want to go back to something you said that was so powerful that I want to review, is to catch yourself and ask the question, is this true? Mm-hmm. Because that is such a game changer because we mm-hmm. buy into a lot and we make enormous assumptions the obvious, like it's happened this way before. So it's always going to happen this way. But anything is like, I read a signal. Is this true? 
Mm. And I think um, Byron Katie speaks so well about yes. that. But that is so, so, so important to always catch yourself. Well, is that true? What's mm. another way of looking at this? Whether you're doing it, you know, in a nanosecond or having to actually spend, you know, spend a little more time sitting with it. Um, changing a direction, though, I want to ask in your work as a coach, what do you find comes up the most with your clients? What are some of the common threads that, that people are coming to you with? Oh, that's a good one. And and it could be uh, any anyone in any career field uh, at any age. We all deal with the inner bully. And it's the I'm not good enough. It's the, oh, the imposter syndrome comes up so much. It's the feeling of being overwhelmed. Everyone of us feels some sense of stress in our lives, right? So if we can just really get a hold of that, and I, I feel as if the 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 big thing that people are facing is truly not believing in their themselves. I just had a really powerful conversation with a guest on my podcast about how, you know, this was, a, he's a former C-suite, you know, total rock star executive in one of the big Fortune 500 companies. And, you know, he was sharing a story about how he was in the room with all these other C-suites and, and they all agreed that they all have moments where they don't believe in what they're doing and they're faking it. It's faking it till you're making it, you know? No matter how successful you are, no matter how much money you have in the bank, no matter how many years you've been doing it, we all deal with the I'm not good enough. The self-worth, the self-doubt, that little inner bully that comes up. And what, you know, what that is, is it's really like, are you nurturing the younger part of yourself? And, or something might have happened. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, somewhat around the landscape of the brain. I mean, the polyvagal theory is, is all about that. You know, Stephen Port just talks about that. And the whole idea is like, if something happened to us that wasn't positive, maybe we didn't get the role. And we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. I, I'm going to walk in there again and see this casting director. And that's all she's going to remember about me is the last time. Okay. Put that aside and think that was then. That is not the now. That's not the narrative. You have to be willing to look at this whole entire book you have and change the narrative. Because if you're stuck in that that landscape of where your brain was then and you're bringing it in the present, you're not doing yourself any good. And I'm constantly sharing that with clients, that it's about being present, being aware of what happened, fine, because you can't like erase what happened, but use it as a tool and a learning and a lesson to how you can do better next time. And you're ready now because you know that's not your story. That's today. That's your story from the past, right? So, so powerful. So it's it's just it just doesn't matter. I have, I, I think about some of the clients I have and the roles that they play in this world and many even performing artists that I've worked with that, you know, need that sense of clarity and confidence and calm. And they lose that. I, I was working with a dancer once and she's like, I'm just not getting my choreography. I feel like I'm going through the moves, but I'm not connecting to it. Oh boy, if you're not connecting to it, you can be out there doing, I don't care, nutcracker nut sweet and being a prima, don prima, ballerina, prima donna, prima ballerina. Some are prima donnas. And, and you're just going through the moves. You know, dancers are a perfect example of, I just, I'm just going through the moves. If you're not connecting to it, then there's a difference between movement and motion, right? And once she got clarity and we were working together in with some havening, she truly connected to it and realized that that block was from an earlier incident that happened to her as a child. And we, it's just getting to the root of the issue and letting go of that stuff and saying it's okay. I know why I'm here. I have a purpose. And this is part of what's going to make me 
dance better and, and be in motion more. And that goes for anybody in any field, whether you're on camera or off. I don't care. You can be an accountant. If you love what you do, connect to it. Right? That's exactly what I'm driving at because yeah. like, I've worked with so many elite athletes, helping them in their transition from their professional careers to their broadcast careers. And I've learned a ton. So there are many, many techniques and aspects of the holistic side of like, you know, mindset, nutrition, technique, practice that they embody. Right. But so, but many, many people, when it comes to doing on camera work, because I'm an executive and I have to go on camera, even I'm a host, stop thinking about that connection of your being with your doing. And so I actually want to go back to part of the other aspects of your certification, how important nutrition is how important sleep is mm. and how that adjusts your stamina and your energy and how you consistently show up. Because I keep the Yogi Bhajan quote over my desk, if your presence doesn't work, neither will your word. And that is exactly what we're talking about. If you're not totally in body and connected to all this and the ass, and then because one is the mindset, right? right? Mm. But then how do I get there? And nutrition and, the and explaining a little bit what that means about the integrated nutrition, which you tapped on in the beginning, what a part this plays, what we put into our bodies. Absolutely. It does matter. And like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we have these these two circles in our lives. We have the primary and the secondary. And nutrition, while it's a smaller circle, it still absolutely is important. I'm not, and, and I don't want to be an advocate for like, you should be vegan. You should be plant-based. You should be this because we get so overwhelmed with all these dietary theories. And I've studied over 125 of them having to be a part of uh, the certification program and, and working within the IIN family. But the thing is, is that you have to do what you feel is best for you. And a lot of times we go to food as um, a way of comfort, a, a distraction. It, it can be an addiction. You know, that's what, when we're not feeling good, that's kind of what addiction is. We look for other ways to heal in the moment. And it could be going for something that, you know, releases the dopamine and, and rocks things in our body and we're happy in the moment. And then we're, we go right back down. So nutrition is very important because look, this is the only temple we have. I'm not concerned as much as what type of diet you're doing, but I'm more concerned with, are you in alignment with what your body is saying will fuel you? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because on the other side, there's the, certainly the comfort and the numbing side of food, but there's also with many people I work with who are so busy and traveling, they're just not eating you yes. know what I mean? or they're eating the grab and go. It's about convenience. Um, and, and so what happens is, is their blood sugar is really, really low mm -hmm. all the time and they're not maintaining an even keel, right. And just understanding. And even it's like before, like if you're going to go do a Ted talk and you're not used to doing that, it's like minimize the salt intake, Minim you know, it's like thinking in advance about how much that's going to make a difference. And, you, you know, caffeine, no caffeine, alcohol, no alcohol. It's very personal conversation, but knowing where do you optimally perform? Well, when we come from a place of wanting and lacking, we tend to binge. And mm. I, I look at food as a relationship. You know, mm -hmm. I'll be, I'm hundred percent transparent here. And I love telling the story. I was, I went through some years where I was not in my best, um, best health, I'll say, because I don't like saying I wasn't skinny. I wasn't thin. you know, I went to, I went to Weight Watchers camp as a kid. I went to fat camp. That's what we called it. In fact, it was a TV show for a while. It was a reality show. And that was actually my camp. 
<laughs> and I remember it was then when I was 13, 14 years old, I learned about relationship with food. But what are you going to do with that at 13, 14? You're like, yay, I lost 14 pounds. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to look awesome. And all the boys are going to love me. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it was, it's more than that. It was, how did I go forward powerfully with those tools of what I learned at an early age? And it, when I learned more about the relationship and then I connected to it later as an adult who had been through some life experiences and realized how how I feel when I don't eat or I do I go on one of those no I didn't eat until four o'clock in the afternoon, which by the way, I'm only human and even though I'm a health coach and a practitioner, I have those moments still. I had one recently where I was go, 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 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even eat today. And I'm it's so it so affects your th- your thinking, how you're able to process information, um, like you mentioned, your blood sugars, and you you we need to fuel the body as though we're filling the tank in our car. This is your vehicle, people. This is your vehicle. You need to take care of it and nurture it. You got to get a tune up every once in a while. You need to check under the hood. You need to um, you know understand the basics of how to do things with your vehicle. And, and if you don't find someone within the scope of practice to help you. Right. So I guess I'm kind of like the mechanic I love <laughs> in that. a way. Love it. Yeah. I'm coming in to help you out. Or, or, or as I love to say, it's the holistically hardware store. You come in, you might need a tool that I have that I know how to use and I'm going to effectively share it with you. And if you don't know how to use it, I will absolutely be there to support you and guide you and help you do that. If your shelf is crooked, I'll hold the other end of the shelf. If we have to figure out the level, we'll put a level on there and we'll get you level. I'm not doing the work for you. I'm just the guide by your side. I'm just your support system. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a doctor. I am clearly someone that stays within my scope of practice and understands how the brain works. And I can support you fully in your mental health and your mental well-being and also in your integrative health and how we can use nutrition as a powerful tool to fuel you. And these things together really create the space for holistic living. And then you find your other little tools that you get in the hardware store that other people might have uh, more education and understanding about, and they can help you. The more we have in that toolbox, that mental health toolbox, the better. And you pull out the hammer when you need it, and you pull out the screwdriver when you need it, and you pull out the drill when you need it. And if you don't know how to use one of those things, there are people out there that can help you learn how to use them. I just had such a vision of you in these really cute, holistically speaking, branded jumpsuits, these fabulous <laughs> colors and beautifully tailored, right? That all idea. the fun branded tool related things. I love it. I want to now um, share, can you have a special gift for the listeners? Because you walk do. us through what that is. I do. And I'm so elated to share this. So look, we're always, always looking for ways to live resiliently and powerfully. And we, the word resilient is, is out there all the time. But it's so true that if we can find ways to live a resilient life, then we're going to go forward in such an amazing, authentic positive way. And it's all about bringing you, right? So what I would love to share with your listeners is a download, a video to a short session with me, a havening session, teaching you how to do it, which I mentioned is, you know, using your hands and your mindset. And um, if you download that, uh, you also get the chance to have a complimentary discovery call with me and see how I can support you on your healing journey. And it's it's really just, 
it's my way of saying thank you and having gratitude and knowing that you want to make a choice to make a change. And that's what I'm here to do to support you. Oh, incredible and generous. So that, just so you know, everyone is at hillaryrusso.com forward slash resiliency. And that's Hillary with one L. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, 100%. And by the way, you can also follow Hillary at Hillary Russo, one L, on both Instagram and Twitter. And we can find the podcast on all the regular platforms. Yes. Uh, Holistically Speaking is available on all podcast platforms. And it's a weekly podcast. And we were recently just named the number one of 15 interview podcasts to, that you should tune into. So I'm Congratulations. really- Thank you. And, and June 2021 was just our year anniversary. It's a weekly podcast. I'm very excited about it. And it's um, empowering conversations with guests of varied expertise that share their own traumas to triumphs through health, healing, and humor. Because we- we learn from other people's stories. We're all storytellers here. Bravo you. So I just want to say thank you. And I want to say thank, thank you. you to listeners. So thank you for every week tuning in to Camera Ready and Able. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And please tell your friends. Mm-hmm.